Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There but for the grace of God, go with me. better the pie tasters are than Ed Sheeran? You know how much better the pie tasters are than Lizo? I mean, there's just crap. There's just this generic fucking repetitive. We're desperately trying to just make this a background for a Target Christmas commercial. Bullshit music. It's not even on the fucking... I remember when I was my... When it was like... My generation's burden was, we don't get any more music videos on MTV. Now you don't even get any more fucking music on the radio. You get bleeps and bloops. If you want to fucking find music, you literally have to put on a hard hat. It's a hard hat summer. What's the president's name, Tor? You know, some people have... What's his name, Tor? Is it... Oh, you fucking got to fix these levels. You got to fix these levels. I can't even play those. And you made me sick. Here's here's the thing. I don't care that Tor made me sick. Like, I kind of... Uh, I indoctrinate somewhat of a Corollian policy when it comes to germs. I live and let live. I kind of went with COVID that way. I go with the flu that way. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to sit around bathing in Purell. I don't think it's good for you. I think you're stripping away good stuff along with the bad stuff. You know, I brush my teeth, I take a shower, I wash my hands after I take a shit, so forth and so on. I try to be considerate. So I'm not a germaphobe. Like, when people are around, I realize that, like, there's going to be germs. But here's the problem I had with this sneaky fuck, is that this week he knew he was sick. You knew you were sick, Tor. I love you to death. I don't mean to come in here and scream at you. I'm, I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to be doing the show. It is the Chad Duke Show, by the way. I'm back. I'm back. It's Friday. Are you glad I'm back? Um, and I can't, I, I'm glad I'm back. I, that made no sense. I, um... Hi there, I'm Glenn back. <laughs> oh, and you're still Flemmy, so you're a week into this shit. Awesome. So here's what happened. I come in on Monday, and Tor's coughing, and it sounds like he's gargled with fucking broken glass. I'm like, hey, man, you're sick. And he said, oh, no, oh, no uh, frog in my throat. Frog in my throat. Don't worry about it. I was like, well, I don't have to off my sodas. Oh, yeah, I just want to infect you. With what? Oh, nothing. You got to at least tell me. You got to say, Dukes, I'm under the weather. Do you still want to come into the same studio and do the show? To me, that would be considerate. I would do that for you. I, I would like. You tried to hide it is what you tried to do. And I don't know how you're going to hide it because you're hacking and coughing and snorting and fucking, you know, I can tell it's not the vid, but, you know, you got a little something, something. And here's the thing, buddy. Like, I, I love you, but if I can't speak, we can't do this. And if we can't do this, there's no money. And if there's no money, then there's no money. You feel me? Yes. All right. It was. I was a bit under the weather, and no, I. You've been I, sick I, for I, a week. 
a week, and the listeners can tell your voice doesn't sound right. Now, today, my voice doesn't sound right, but that's fine. We'll be able to get through it. But what I would always do, and maybe this is something you haven't learned, you try to. Get, I think you're a little sneaky. Like You try to get away with shit and pull shit off sometimes, and I think you're doing that in your personal life, too. So maybe this will help you in that as well. I always used to just call CK up. I'd be like, hey, man, I'm sick. So, like, I'll come in because it's just this. That's the good thing about radio is, like, I can just sit and do this. And unless you're just, you know, at death's door, it might not be a great show, but you can put in a show. But you give them the option. You say, do you want me to come in? You know, I'll stay in the studio by myself, but, like, I'll give you the option. And sometimes he would say, yeah, come in and do the show. And sometimes he said, no, just stay home and, you know, get better. Uh, that's kind of if you're under, and I appreciate your work ethic. Like, I appreciate that you want to be in here and you want to be doing the show. And I can tell that. I think that's why you take... 18-hour vacations that you have to travel 72 hours for. I still don't understand that. Um, I don't know if it has much to do with the show. I think something happened. I'm guessing there was some sort of a curious uncle that's made you this way. But um, just for future reference and working with me, and I think it also would help you in your other life, in your Joe job and dealing with other people, that the way you do it is you say, hey, I'm a little under the weather. Do you want me to come in? All right? Okay, I could do that. Yeah, right. I, I just... We've had such a very uh, such a great streak since starting since the first episode of the show of I would ne- agree never missing a show and never doing that and it's been at least my top priority to but be there's other here. ways to do this yeah we could do, we we did it when we both had COVID I can have somebody else come in here and produce the show you're not going to be replaced I'm not looking you 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 have safety here with me and also you're willing to come in I can't I'm not going to get mad at you say hey look I'm feeling bad but I can still come in and do the show like I'm not going to get mad at you for that I'm going to appreciate that. But you sneaking in here, trying to pretend like you weren't sick and that you were just a little phlegmy, and then I wake up this morning with razor blades in my throat with the exact same fucking symptoms that you have. That's where I'm a little. I'm a little. May I? Yeah. yeah. I'm a little. Uh, 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 uh. Now clearly, I handle it better than you. I'm a man. Um, I'm forty. So like, that's the, that's the whole. Thing. <laughs> Come after me! Can you imagine? There you go. He's coughing and hacking. Listen to this motherfucker over here. He's got these iron lung tour. That's what they call him. Uh, anyway, it is the Friday show. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Hopefully, um, some of you listen to every episode during the week. If you don't, you can subscribe on ChadDukeShow.com if you want to hear more bitching and moaning and kvetching. Um, Tor, I think we put in one of the best. Uh, I think we did some fucking work. So I think it was a hard-ass summer this week, and uh, we did some great shows. Uh, I don't know how John Denver came up, but people really seemed to respond to that segment. Uh, there was some flatulence humor on Thursday's episode that really seemed to get over. Uh, we had some nice, long, thick ones this week, including a great bonus episode. So I hope even though you weren't feeling good, you're feeling good about the shows this week. It was one of my favorite weeks. And then to go from a ship sinking story yeah. to... Uh Feather, feather-haired John Denver. That was strange. Well, we were talking about the anniversary of the Edmund Fitzgerald going down, and then it reminded me of another Watercraft song that I enjoy. Uh, my, my mom played ad nauseum. There needs to be more songs about water-faring craft. I've always said that, Tor. Uh, so we had we did a little segment on uh, I Calypso by John Denver, and then it turned into, I don't know how, somehow Tor turned it into women wringing their undergarments out while he sings, Thank God I'm a Country Boy. Uh, may he rest in peace. Let's see if it works now. Pirate. There it is, the president of the United States. That's who he. That's who we're talking Pirate. about. <laughs> but we're back. We're back at it here on a Friday show. We live back in Coney Island <laughs> with this dickhead. We're back. Uh, it's good to be here. Of course, I haven't been here the past couple of weeks. I think it was more of a scheduling thing. It wasn't like we came out and said, uh, Tor said, ah, it's my time to shine. Or I said, I don't want to do Fridays anymore. I just think that it was kind of odd because you were a hot stepping all over the country. Yeah, it was a definitely a scheduling uh reasonings for me yeah. doing the last uh, couple Friday shows, but it is good to have you back, and I, I didn't you, say bud. so already on the show, but I would like to sincerely apologize for getting you sick. It's I, okay. It, it's a big deal, and I, I really don't like being the one 
to get people sick. I'd rather. I don't, but brother, yeah, I don't yeah. care because it happens. What I care about is you, you sneakily fucking rat holing your disease at the beginning of the week. That's the only thing I care about. Gotcha. Honesty and open lines of communication. It's it's the every problem that I have in my life is with someone is trying to bullshit their way through something they don't need to bullshit their way through with me. I'm a pretty straight shooter. Uh, by the way, I did have here's audio of a tour on last Friday's episode um, where he clearly was very excited that I was not around. Oh. I got burgers. Fuck your life. I got chicken. Fuck your life. I got Gleazy. Fuck your life. Wow, you were really rambunctious last Friday, were you not? I had burgers, chicken, and glissies, bro. Man, that sounds amazing. Sign me up for a show called Burger. Isn't there like a fucking Midwest uh, morning show called like Free Beer and Hot Wings? Dude, let's just rename the show Burgers, Chicken, and Glizzies. Let's do it. What's stopping us, for God's sake? Tor, there's so much going on. I don't know how we're going to get to any of the best of segments. Yeah. First of all, Odell Beckham Jr. is a ram. I mean, that happened. I almost, I almost, if I was an asshole, I almost asked you to pull the clip of me saying he should just go to the Rams and take whatever they give him. Because I said that, I think, on Tuesday, on Tuesday's episode. Um, you see Jarvis Landry's response? Yeah. He seems a little bitter. See you in the championship. Okay. I'm sure you I'm, will. Yeah. You will, sitting on your ass at home. <laughs> I'll see you catching a 40-yard yeah. touchdown. Let me guess. The second you beat Cheeks out of Cleveland and go back to fucking Miami or Louisiana, wherever you stay in the offseason, how rip shit do you think he is that he's still in cleveland catching oh. fucking coffin balls from baker and God. fucking matt stafford is gonna be zipping fucking passes to odell over the seam it'll be nice being able to get hit with an out route instead of just having to do a long cross yeah. and have to slide and catch it cooper cup might be a little better yeah I, I mean there's not gonna be enough balls to go around with those three guys right i mean what if you had three receivers like that because think about the dallas cowboys michael gallup was like a solid number two before they drafted cd lamb yeah, and now that guy's on the back of a fucking milk cart. I mean, just when you get three receivers like that, it always sounds good, but there has to be an Azakim. Like there has to be a guy that's just like that gimmicky fucking. I'm gonna go ahead and take you know break a big play after these guys do all the heavy lifting. I bet Woods is the one that goes away. He's not having a great season anyway. I think he was on pace to uh, have under a thousand yards before OBJ got there. It reminds me of that of like the Nats rotation when they brought in Scherzer. Right. Like he got those big three, and then here's Geo who something who, who could get you. 10, 10 Ks in a game. Sure. It, it, they never it, had that fourth guy step up, though. Yeah. You remember? They just had like a fucking, like, they had a rotation of those Joe Ross and guys like that where you're like, well, one of these guys is definitely going to be coming, and then it just never happened. But they want to win a championship. Look, right. if the Rams win a championship this year, by the way, I've got audio. Did you, thanks for pulling this audio, by the way, of Sean McVay after they pulled off the Von Miller and the Odell Beckham Jr. acquisition. I got burgers. <laughs> Fuck your life. I got chicken. Fuck your life. I got Gleazy. Fuck your life. <laughs> That's him to the rest of the NFL, by the way. You all got fucking draft picks. Congratulations. Yeah. I got burgers, chickens, and glizzies. Have fun drafting uh, college players that are not going to help you for five years if you're fucking lucky. Well, I got glizzies and burgers and chicken. Dude. Thank God that was one of my locks this week. We were doing our gambling picks. Yeah. Because they're good. I mean, they're playing the 49ers and they're getting Vaughn Miller. Is, is Beckham going to play? Do we know if he's going to be active? I'll check right now. Check right now. I just, I mean, go get it, Law. How can you, if you're a football fan, how can you sit there and root for mid-round draft picks to contribute in a meaningful way two years down the road? Ugh. How can you fucking root, root for the Rams? Root for teams to conduct themselves like the Rams. You know why? Not only are they good tour, but it's exciting and it's fun and it's easy to follow. 
you sit there fucking pouring over the all 22 nerd nicks and trying to get people to take you seriously on Twitter with your football takes. I'll continue to just enjoy watching superstars run up and down the field. I love it. Right here, I'm seeing uh, Jordan Schultz tweeted after word of the signing that OBJ hopes and plans to play on Monday. Man, that would be incredible. I would be so steamed up. I heard Dotson's even going to throw some cash on I it. don't bet on sports, but I like betting on the Oscars. I heard that he's going to throw on this uh, game. What do you think? Yeah, okay. God, it's embarrassing. I saw a little Lottie Dottie last night. I'll have to uh, I'll have to keep you up on that, bad boy. We got we got to start with this though. Um, I should have asked you to pull, uh, see if you can find uh, "Celebrate Good Times." Gotcha. Pull that song up if you don't mind. Oh wait, don't pull it up. Shit, I forgot we're on iTunes. Don't do that. <laughs> there's not. There's no point. There's, there's no point. I'll just do this. I'll just do this. How about this? This is good for everybody. I woke up this morning uh, and I raised my weary head. I had an old coat for a pillow in the earth was last night's bed. Uh, I had a big day yesterday. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, this morning, though, I needed to, uh, The I, of course, I own a little small business here in the, uh, my wife and I do in uh, Old Town Fairfax called Commonwealth Dry Goods. I'll be working there all day on Saturday if you'd like to swing on by. We are in full holiday mode tour. This is wood chopping time, as they say, nut cutting time. This is a hard hat summer for us uh, during the, uh, the the whole holiday season. So uh, she's been working 10, 12-hour days all week. So I said, look, uh, I'm light on Friday. I'm never light, but like the, the show's light on Friday. Let me open up the shop. Like I got a bunch of records in that I needed to check in and put out, and I was you know, so I, I was up early, and I was uh, having making the coffee and letting the dog out and doing all that stuff. And I got the bring my, my little phone. Phone goes off. Sure. And I look down, and it appears to be um, what looked like a rather pornographic photo uh, is what came through. I, I couldn't see who it was from, so I uh, I swiped up, and uh, I saw that it was from. Our friend Jimmy Jester, for those of you that aren't familiar, uh, Jimmy has been a, a longtime contributor slash producer to many shows that I have been on. Uh, Big O and Dukes being one of them. He's worked at the radio station. I think he worked at HFS in Baltimore. Then he came down and was working at uh, was working at Live 105.7 when I was there. Then he was working at uh, WJFK when I was there until they did what they did to everybody during COVID is they used it as an excuse to stop bringing people in and paying them uh, dollars and then making uh, us full-time employees work for free and then uh, unceremoniously uh, you know, dumping a lot of us. So but that's no uh, neither here nor there. Uh, it, but he doesn't. I don't think he works at the station anymore. But he works here, and he works for us, and he uh, he runs the cameras whenever we do live shows, and he's very good at it. And he helps around with the uh, whenever we're out and about. Uh, Jester's always there helping uh, tour out and running shit. I think he has a certain amount of animosity towards you, yeah, which is healthy. Um, but Jester is, I'd say, conservatively six hundred pounds, and he. Um, he has he has four kids and he only claims three of them. So you do the math. And then um, he just he loves the jizz and he hates condoms. And so for as long as I've known him, he has claimed he is going to get a vasectomy because I, is, I love Jester. I really do. I think Jester is one of the, the best people that I know. But he's also, God bless him, Dundalk white trash. So, like, he just likes to hack, he likes to come inside women. And, I, you know, a lot of people like that, but, like, you know, there's repercussions if you don't go about it a certain way. And uh, I, I think that he didn't want a vasectomy. I don't think that that was something that he wanted. And so, for years and years and years, he claimed he was going to get one, never did. It started becoming a bit on the show where uh, Tor said, you know what? I, I was cutting some big on Duke's audio three or four years ago and Jester was threatening to get a vasectomy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this has been since I've known him. 
So we've made a couple of bets where Jester says, hey, dear boy, I'm going in this weekend. I'm going to have the frozen peas on my vast deference because I'm getting clipped. I'm like, no, you're not. And so what I do is I, I take bets. I open the floor, and every time Jester plays this fucking card, I say, anybody that would like to bet that Jim Jester is going to get a vasectomy in the affirmative, bet me. I will take your bet. Um, I, I forgot who the first bet was with. It was with Aunt Joe or somebody. I uh, I bet like two or 300 bucks. I forgot what it was. I think I put up 500, and they put up 100. Of course, I won. Oh, it was with, uh, it, it might have been with Biker Sean. Uh, and then Biker Sean came out to, who's a listener, came out to our live event and said, look, uh, Jester claims he's going to get a, a vasectomy. I'll put up a tattoo. I'll get a tattoo of Jester's face on the front of my shin. Uh, if he doesn't get the vasectomy this time, and I put up like $1,000 or something, I forget. Um, again, Jester doesn't get the tattoo. I mean, doesn't get the, the vasectomy, and so now uh, Biker Joe Warren or whatever his name is owes me a fucking, uh, owes me a, a tattoo. So then um, two days ago, I think, Jester was here for the Fortress of, uh, not the Fortress Film Society, Fast Sour. Yeah. We were doing the Fastest Sour on radio, a, a bonus episode that we do for our subscribers on com. And again, in the back of the room, we hear, hey there, boy, on Friday, I'm finally going in. That's right. It's time. I'm doing it. I'm getting the vasectomy. And I throw out my bet. I say, if anybody would like to take this, uh, and one of our listeners, Orgy Beard, took the bet, and uh, we put up some ex- very expensive bottle of liquor on my end. He has to shave his beard. And, you know, it was just kind of a fun little thing. If you want to hear it, you can go back and listen to uh, this past week's episodes. I don't want to belabor the point. Point being, get back to the this morning. I look down at my phone, and what I can only describe is the most hilarious picture I have ever seen in my life with absolutely no context. Um, Tor, I'm going to let you do the honors of, because uh, you were on the text. The text was to two people, the cold soldier and Shude. And uh, I, I looked down at it, and I pulled it up, and I just immediately started howling with laughter because I, I – we'll, let's make it official. I have lost the bet. It is very clear. God bless him that Jimmy J is finally – I'm, I'm so excited. You know what I, I have here, Tor? This is exclusive. Yeah. I'm going to break some news right here. I have audio of Jester speaking to his uh, semen, to his swimmers, as the procedure is going down earlier this morning. Did you know I had this? I didn't know you he, had Yeah, this. he sent this over after the show. You know what I always say? Time to that and friends of you. Ta-da to fucking you. That's him uh, speaking to his uh, his uh, reproductive fluid uh, after he got snipped today. Um, if you don't mind, please describe the picture that uh, our buddy Jim Jester texted over to us. Uh, yeah, so I was in the car when I received this message. Uh, it almost ran me off the road. <laughs> Not, I don't blame you. Not from necessarily initial laughter, but right. more from genuine shock that this would come down my blower at, at 10 a.m. Uh, it's a picture of a... what? Uh, Just say it. It's his dick and balls right. wrapped in gauze. I'm going to go ahead and correct you. I'm going to say it's where his dick and balls should be. And I think that's why one of the reasons why the picture is so goddamn funny. But please continue. And it's, it's like you're looking at him. Like, like it's a, a straight-on photo. Yes. So that means he propped the photo up in front of him on some, uh, uh, almost like a, a There's short, no way someone took this photo. Impossible for that to happen. Maybe his greatest foe. Like somebody that he has no respect for that he would ask to take this photo. His 
what appears to be sweatpants are down at, at below his knees. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe Jester's sabotaging the show again. Not today, Kenny. Not today. And then you just see his thighs perked out. And then you see his his, uh, his shirt is pulled up a little bit because he, he has long shirts. He's a long. He, he likes the long shirt. He does. Um, so then you see a, a bit of the tummy. I'd say the G is, uh, and I, you can tell he's sucking in, right? Like, I mean, it's so obvious to me he is sucking in. And look, as someone with a G myself, I know the the, the problems if you're uh, trying to get a hard look at what's going on below the G. But it, it's clear to me there's some management going on there. And then it's the Grundle. Packed like a nice little Christmas gift. I don't think you know what the grundle or is. Or the, 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 the balls in the dick. The pubis area, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The grundle is the uh, the taint. The, oh, is that uh, the grundle? Yes, that is not desirable real estate oh. the, the, between the asshole and the ball bag. So the, I think that's a technical term. The, <laughs> Here was Tor's reaction, by the way. This for me. That's what Tor said when the photo came <laughs> This for me. That's what he said when the photo came through. <laughs> oh, my God. And the, then there's a little bit of... Blood on the yeah, there's on, blood on, on one side of the uh, the gauze. Is it gauze? Like, why is his whole ball bag taped up with the gauze? I thought they went in above the ball bag. Well, they didn't get the whole ball bag because some of it's peeking out. Also, yeah. Um, also, the thighs. I don't know if you did. You spend a lot of time looking at the thighs. I, the discoloration. Yeah, there's. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, look. I can speak it's, to some of this. Um, you know, I when you get heavy, like there's just abrasiveness everywhere. Uh, but there's. It appears to be somewhat of a wear and tear issue as you get upward towards Jester's uh, private area. There also seems to be some sort of scarring down by the knees. I don't know what that is, Tor. Um, and lots of freckles on the other side of, of the G. Here's what I can tell you. Jester's got the smallest penis and scrotum that I've ever seen in my life. Like, there is no dick and no balls there whatsoever. And that's what I think is so goddamn funny, is that Jester clearly is way more secure than I ever gave him credit for because this is the least flattering picture that any man has ever taken. And he texted it over to us immediately. There's blood. There is a non-existent penis. There's his G. I just, I want this thing. Now, Tor, we say this a lot. Yeah. I want that framed. I, and I want it hanging over there where his workspace is. I need to hang it up there on the wall. I'd rather have that framed right above my bed. What? Oh, you got to say the, what the, you're pointing at because this is a uh, the drab silence of the land. Spoken lambs. word. So, silence of the drab is what I believe oh, the right. name of that is. Yeah. The painting that we have hanging here in the studio. Well, that's because I think you've gotten used to that one. <clears throat> if you really had that thing in your bedroom, you would first of all never get laid ever again. Which you probably are taking care of yourself anyway. Sure. Um, I love it. Uh, I don't have no problem. Orgy beard. I know you're listening. Uh, you win. A bet's a bet. Uh, I will run you down the pappy. If there is something else you could swap out, I know you mentioned a couple of things. I'll happily take you up on that, but it is a bet. And uh, if you'd like to stick to it. Oh, I had Neil from Grand Slam Barbecue try to gouge me for a bottle of pappy last night. He's like, I've had it since 92. It can go for six grand online. I'll sell it to you for that. And I was like, I'm not giving you six grand for a bottle God. of booze, you fucking maniac. I thought we were friends. Um, <clears throat> so... Yeah, Jester got the 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 vasectomy. I lost the bets. Like a man, I will pay it off. Uh, Orgy, congratulations to you, and congratulations to the rest of society. There will be no more Jesters running around. And God bless him for as great as a guy Jester is. He's is he's raising children that are never going to know what nutrition is or discipline. Um, so I'm glad. You know, I don't mean any disrespect, but I'm really glad he's not having any more kids. Um, final thoughts tore on Jester's dick. 
I don't know how high up the gauze goes. Right. It looks like a thong almost. Like from the like cuz I don't it's not it looks like it's what's holding that there? I don't know. What could that be? I, I where, what is it sticking to? <laughs> yeah. Um the pubes are shaved by the way. I, I we did tell him last time uh he went in that he said that he made the doctors shave his nether regions which is just the most classless move I can possibly think of. So it looks like he hooked that up uh, himself before. But I don't know. Physically, I, I kind of want to get his blessing because we could post that picture, right? There's no actual nudity there. No, there's no. No, no, no. I think that would be clear. Do me a favor. Shoot him a text. I don't know if he's got, they gave him any pills or anything. I've been told that this procedure is outpatient. And it's pretty easy. Like, you know, you kind of are laid up for a day and then you're fine. It's kind of the way it's been described to me. Um, but tell him, ask him if it's okay for us to post that somewhere. I'm trying to think of where the safest place for us to post that would be. Um, <clears throat> but that was a treat. Wow. Was that fun to wake up? And uh, we, I mean, frank, quite frankly, if we were doing a, a, a one of our weekday episodes on the website, uh, it would be probably the whole episode. So I'm guessing on Monday we'll get some reaction. Maybe we can get Jester on the blower. Uh, but that's that's big news. That that's almost as big as the OBJ trade in my mind. It's bigger because it's a bigger in upset. our world. Sure, it, it, because you know OBJ could have gone to three or four different teams, sure. it, but this. This has been years in the making. By the way, doesn't it just show you how disingenuous everyone that does football reporting is? I mean, how many reports do we get that he's zeroing in on the Chiefs? Oh, the, the Packers are the favorite in the clubhouse. I yeah. mean, they didn't even mention the Rams the whole time. And the Rams, of course, where he ends up. <clears throat> and why wouldn't you? You know, you want to win a championship this year? Where do you have the best shot? Go to that team. Right. Go to that team and have yourself a time. Okay, um, that was fun. Uh, the store is crazy. We talked about uh, the sickness with um, with uh, with you, Gigantor. Um, last night, I uh, had myself a time. I Well, actually, it was the day, the afternoon stretched into the evening. So for those of you that don't know, uh, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the TikTok chef, um, Stale Cracker, I believe is his name. I don't know his real name. A lot of mystery surrounding that guy. Uh, but he, uh, he makes cooking videos. He's a uh, Louisiana native. Uh, he's got a rather thick accent, but he cooks uh, mostly gumbo and jambalaya and things like that. But he cooks massive amounts for f of food for massive amounts of people. And he does a great job. And uh, I've toyed around with doing some sort of, uh, I don't know if cooking was always what I was going to do, but some sort of online show. And I thought that it needed to be a hook. I thought that it needed to be something different than what we're doing here, which is just me sitting and giving my thoughts on matters of the day. And uh, watching that guy's videos, I was inspired to say, well, maybe that'd be fun. Like, I know a lot of people that... Uh, that work in food, if not for a living, then they have worked in food for a living and they have a passion about it. And I like making things and grilling things and slow cooking things. So maybe we could do something fun. And so we started a uh, we started a TikTok, which, by the way, I uh, so far not a fan of. Uh, every time you log in a TikTok, there is a video of a woman or a girl just screaming at the top of her lungs about some shit and loud blaring music. There's just no way to quietly log in to that app. And I would say that's my biggest criticism thus far. Yeah, it's the immediate sensory overload. As soon as I, yeah. I, I was checking out the video, I watched it. And as soon as I logged on, I'm like, there's no, you have to 
listen to something as soon as you get on to, to get to the search. Yeah, maybe somebody that knows. Uh, here's another problem, Tours. I'm 42. Nobody that I know knows anything about TikTok, so nobody can help me, and nobody knows how to make videos, and nobody that I know kind of does it. So I've got no advice on how to use it. Uh, to that end, I you know you can see in our video we filmed in um, landscape because you're you know you've been told for 10 years, hey, stop filming vertically. You know, you're, the phone's meant to film landscape, but you're not supposed to do that on TikTok. So we're still figuring that out. Um, but um, started a TikTok channel for a cooking show called The Fortress of Solid Food. That sentence right there alone, if you would have gone in a time machine a year ago and said, this is going to happen, I would spit in face and call you a goddamn liar and said, where are my glizzies? I need 10 of them in my mouth right now for $100. Um, <laughs> so... The the show is Monk and I, our presenting sponsor, of course, Money Monk, who, by the way, does not like our daily sponsor bit that we're doing. Oh, yeah. You know. He seems a little... Yeah. Well, he did the math on what he uh, you know pays for his sponsorship and, and what the daily sponsor... And I said, Monk, it's a different person every day. Uh, no one's plugged a business yet. And I was like, there's no way they're getting any... You know, it's just a nice way to support the show. And he's like, oh, fucking, I want a price break. And I'm like, no. Um... But uh, the show is going to be me, and Monk, and I uh, making stuff. And generally probably him making stuff and me doing a lot of shtick. But I've got some ideas. And we had planned on doing this two weeks ago. Two weeks. But, uh, of course, Monk has his schedule of vacationing. And he he's always having medical procedures. So yesterday or Monday, he had his uh, all of his wisdom teeth pulled out. He's a 40-year-old man. I don't know how that works, but... Uh, so he's all fucked up. He's on Vikes. Um, he can't drink and he can't eat because he's got the holes in the back of his fucking mouth when they pull out your uh, your wisdom teeth. So I get out there and, and God bless him. Like, you know, he's playing hurt, but I'm like, dude, like <laughs> he can barely put a sentence together because he's on the Vicodin. And he's like, I'm not kidding you, man. He's like wandering around and he's asking how to use stuff in his own restaurant that he's used a thousand times. Like he was he was off. Um and the plan was we were going to do two episodes since I drove all the way out to Monks and Percival that uh, Neil from Grand Slam Barbecue drove out and he was going to be a, a guest, our first guest on the show. And he'd come up with something to make. And that was going to be our second video for next week. And uh, Lottie Dottie, we likes to potty that the tube from the uh, Fortress Film Society and from uh, just, you know, various things he does around here. He agreed to come out and hang out. He had uh, the day off for Veterans Day, even though he was in no way a veteran. Um, and he was going to run the camera. Yeah. So, like, we didn't want to reschedule because there's a lot of skin in the game, right? There's some grown-ass men coming out to spend time with it. And so that's why we had to fire Ant-Man from the project immediately is because when there's multiple grown-ass men that are taking their own personal time to come out and be a part of a project, like, we can't have that fucked up, you know? It can't, we're not going to sit here and waste everybody's time. Um, we get out there and we film the videos, and it's crazy because, first of all, I enjoyed it very much. It, it was a lot of fun. Um... You know, I, some of the stuff was prepared beforehand, but a lot of it was off the cuff. We're in the middle of a working kitchen. Like, it's Monk's Barbecue, you know, getting towards dinner time at one of their busiest points of the year, right? Yeah. So, like, there's little things that we're having to do. Like, they have music back there, right? Because people are, like, making food, and they're like, so Monk's having to turn the music off. And we're kind of taking up the back portion of the kitchen, but there's people fucking running around like you know 
it's a barbecue restaurant. You know what I mean? You're having to smoke meat, bring it in, get that prepared, and there's a whole other kitchen that like you then you take that. It's like a it's a huge operation. It's not like when you go into a burger, but you go into a five guys and you know you have your little, you know, big hot plate there and you're flipping burgers and that's pretty much it. Right. It's a living, breathing entity. And uh Monk's got his guys. And his guys, he's like the good thing is he's the boss. So it's like, hey, I need this, hey, I need this, hey, I need this. do we have this, do we have this? And they they had all that stuff that we needed. So but we're also making a wacky video. I don't want to give it away if people haven't watched it yet, but there's a scene in the video where Monk is putting brisket into the meat grinder. It's my favorite part. Oh, you saw that part? That's my favorite part. Oh, thank part. you. I appreciate that. That was my idea. Uh, where I'm <laughs> Shocker. Well, dude, that video is, that video is 60 <laughs> seconds long. I, I'm humping. <laughs> I almost put the whole thing up just because I thought, I thought it'd be funny, but honestly, part of it's disturbing. Like, I'm making... So in the video, Monk is grinding brisket into ground brisket because we were making a ground brisket lasagna, and I'm just humping the side of <laughs> of the big cauldron that all the brisket is going into. Um, but dude, there's people around when I'm doing that. There's like his guy that's his, that runs his smokers. There's like the the guy that's the manager of the front end, and they're like walking back and forth, and I'm just like. What do they think? Like, I'm not even on the radio anymore. <laughs> like, what the fuck do they think about what's going on back here? So that was, you had to get over, like, um, you know, being uh, any type of, because if I'm out in front of a live crowd that's there to see us, that ain't nothing. Sure. But these people are, I, I have respect for people that are working for a living. Like, my dad always taught me that. It's like, son, of, if there's somebody working and you're not working, get the fuck out of their way. Like, if you're not going to help them. It's like the one thing he kind of taught me that makes a lot of sense. And I, and I feel that way to this day. Um, that's why when someone's working and like, uh, you know, somebody isn't, it's like, Hey dude, either if you're not going to help that dude, get out of his fucking way. When I, when I have contractors over to my house, the last thing in the world I do is hover over their shoulder watching them. I'm like, Hey man, I'm up here. If you need a drink or you have any questions, just come get me. But until then you do your thing. Cause I just, I just know what it's like when somebody doesn't treat them that way. So I had to get over that. Um, but it was a shitload of fun. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of an old dog. You know, I don't learn a lot of new things. And I've had to learn a lot of new things uh, over the past year with you, you and I getting this entity launched up off the ground. But one thing that I'm learning now with the help of our buddy E-Rock is editing video. You know, I've never done that. I've always had a producer to edit video for me. And, uh, you know, there's people that are willing to help, like our buddy Josh Roca and our buddy Dirk and all these guys that help. But they got lives, you know, and the newness is kind of worn off. It's kind of like one of those situations where they're all still great. I know they'll help me. But before, it's like, hey, man, I need this. And it's like, oh, it was whipped around like in two seconds. And then now it's, hey, man, I need this. And then, you know, two or three weeks goes by. And that's probably the way it should be. It's not like I'm, I'm passing out big paydays for these guys that are fucking helping me out. But it's just the way that it is. So I'm like, shit, I got to fucking figure out how to do this. Like, this is something I need to do. So filming the video um, and then taking it home and then taking all of those clips and then trying to put them together in editing software and then making them so first of all there's a time constraint tiktok you can only have a three minute video so my first cut was like three minutes and 40 seconds and i was like there's nothing i can cut out of this like literally there's nothing i can cut and so then i had to figure out well there's got to be something you can cut so i went in and started slicing that shit up and then i got it down to three minutes and then i realized what i thought the funniest bit of the entire video which is how i used um bread and butter pickles in the lasagna yeah I had forgotten to put I forgot eh, to put it into the fucking so then then that's like an eight you know nine second part I'm like oh shit I've got to completely redo so that kind of challenged the old brain in a way that I've never um, 
done before. You know, and at 42, you just don't you don't get that a lot. Like a lot of times, if you haven't been canoeing your whole life, you don't just start canoeing when you're 42. So I enjoyed that. It was uh, it was fun. It's three minutes. I don't think it's going to change the world. There's some things that we need to do better. Like I need to, everyone says that when you do TikTok, it's that first two seconds. Like when people are watching and if you want people that don't know who you are to actually care about it, they stumble on it. You got to really smack them in the face. If you go watch Dale Cracker, when he's cooking, the first thing he does is he has a big fucking paddle and he goes, whack, and he just hits the fucking like front of the, the cauldron. I thought that was just a funny bit he's doing. But no, it immediately, like, what the hell? Like, it draws you into the video if you don't know who he is. It gets your attention. It's really smart. Like, it's 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 subversively smart that he does that. Um, and it seems like a lot of TikTok is catchphrases and hashtags, and I'm not really into that, too. So I don't even know if that's the right modality for this. But I want to try it. You know, it's something new. Um, and I, I, I like the first video. I think it went well. I think it's funny. Uh, the lasagna. Did you talk to Dottie yet? I haven't. He's coming up here soon. You know what he's bringing you? Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, man. Dude. I mean, there's food, and then there's food. Like, it's it's spectacular. It's it's First of all, it's got to be eight inches thick. It's the thickest lasagna I've ever seen in my life. It's, you know, fucking Megan the Stallion thick. It's fucking unbelievable. Oh. Um, but it, the food turned out great, and then uh, I thought the video turned out really well, and I, you know, you're not going to think that Christopher Nolan put the shit together, but I was pretty proud. And, like, I showed my wife the first cut, she thought it was kind of funny. And then I showed her the final cut. She's like, that's way funnier. Like, w- you know, what you got it down to is way better than what you started with. And I did it in like a couple hours, which was for me watching that fucking dog shit game last night. Is there, it has there, Tor, been a worse football game than the one that was played last night. No, that was, that was absolutely garbage. The only thing good about it is, and I'm sorry to H. Mag and Brian Crane, I know we have a lot of Ra- Bustles, we have a lot of Ravens fans. I don't mean any harm watching the Ravens just play like dog shit against a two-win team. Like, I guess intrinsically there's some value there. I just hate the Ravens, and I hate Maryland, and and I hate all their fans. No disrespect, no disrespect. Um, So watching them lose to Miami, and then all those Baltimoreans, of course the stadium's filled up with Baltimore fans, because why wouldn't you want to leave Baltimore and go to Miami? Um, And then, like, to start, (laughs) Jacoby Brissett, and then fucking he, he gets hurt, and then Tua goes in. And he, you know, didn't look great, but he, you know, rushed for a touchdown and they sparked the energy. Man, that defense looked good for Miami last night. Save Brian Flores' job. You think so? That last night it did because that's what Miami's defense looked like all last year. And for whatever reason against the Ravens last night, they decided we're going to, everything's going to click. We're going to have a fumble return touchdown. We're going to be, everyone's going to be flying around. Good pass coverage. Also, Sammy Watkins might just, he is getting washed in front yeah, of Yeah, but eyes. I mean he never you're you're the only one I know that was all in on Sammy Watkins. If his name wasn't Sammy Watkins and he didn't look cool and have the braids and like the shield and all that wasn't drafted in the first round, he already would have been out of the league. Like there's just a lot that was working for that guy. He was he was never what he was supposed to be for Buffalo or for Kansas City. So I don't know what you're surprised about. I also like Quez Watkins. So maybe it's the last name is what I'm what I'm So you're a Randy Anderson Sonoris Moss fan? I did. You I, like Santana Moss because you like Randy Moss? That's kind of a weird I got a couple bit. Sonoris Moss uh, cards. It's a weird bit, dude. It's a very weird bit. Um, are you a big fan of Mark ripping into these Doritos? <laughs> Shit. There it is. We were sick for two weeks. That uh, was funny. Uh, that was a dog shit game, but I was happy to see. Did you see Lamar was fucking carking out on his guys on the sideline? Did you see that? Oh, I missed that part. I like that. Yeah, he should have been. I mean, it was awful. It it's was the Dolphins. 
Yeah, I mean, I know that I said this earlier uh, in the season where it's like, hey, if the Cowboys go out there and lose to the Broncos, you almost have to throw it away because every single team this year has got one of these wackadoo losses. The Titans and the Jets come to mind. Um, but the Ravens got have gotten – they got some weird losses. Like, they just seem to be a little bit less consistent than you would expect out of that team. I mean, they got blowed out by the fucking uh, Bengals. Um, and they've had a couple of weird wins, too, where they're, like, they're winning in overtime. And just, I don't know. I, I assume they're going to be a team that can win a playoff game. But, wow, is that a bad loss? Yeah, that uh, the early loss to the Raiders was just an odd loss. I mean, that was just a crazy-ass game. But still, it's like, ah, that's a weird, that's a weird yeah. loss to have in that overtime touchdown, all that. You shouldn't lose to Miami. You shouldn't lose to Miami. That That's the thing. If you're going to be a playoff team, you beat Miami, is what I would say. Um... What else? Oh, going back to the video. So, look, I don't have delusions of grandeur. I, I think it's a fun thing to do, but I'm I'm a creative person. I like to have creative outlets, and this is a shitload of fun. But like, I need to I need to keep pushing myself. So, um, if you want to check it out, it's a TikTok. It's the Fortress of Solid Food. The Fortress of Solid Food. And I'm very flattered to her because I would say so far, I think we only have a couple hundred followers, but I'd say ninety percent of them, everyone started the TikTok account to just follow us. Oh yeah, it looks like it had last time I checked in about. 450 views, good amount of comments also. So it's it, not bad. It's pretty good interaction. It's not a lot, but it's like, I'll take it. For you know, a brand new account. You for know. a brand new account and a brand new endeavor and something I've never done. And I think it's pretty good. Like, I know there's been times that first, that Bode Black record we put out, I really regret that one. It was a really terrible episode, and I think we should have redone all of it if we were going to put it out for our first record. Um, and I knew it. I knew it the whole time we were putting it out. It kind of sucked. And uh, this, I think, is pretty good. And that's why the, the cursed hoot. Like, I mean, that's just I, I have a good vibe of when something's good and when something isn't. This ain't going to change the world, but I think it's funny. I think if you have three minutes to burn watching a silly cooking show and Monk was great. And uh, the second episode with Neil, I think, is going to be cool. He's got the hair. First oh, of all, man. Neil's a fucking pro, man. Neil didn't even need the kitchen. Neil brought everything. He brought out a he brought this uh, Blackstone flat iron bit. He brought his own table. He brought his own propane, brought his own meat. He brought everything with him. Did he bring a big hug? Yeah, I he um I appreciated it. His hug was probably thirty two percent of what it normally is when he hugged me. Now he was sober. I think that's why. The ones where you really you get the rib cracking and like, you know, you're just like, Neil, I'm not gonna be able to walk this off is after he's had seventeen beers out behind Jam and Job. Yeah, I had the hundred percent one at our most recent event at Flying Ace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you probably have to just until February when we have our next live event uh, to uh, I don't know maybe purchase a flak jacket yeah. or at least some sort of <laughs> corset. <laughs> I was thinking at least one of those things that the, the quarterbacks were out there when they got a crack rib. Sure. You know? Yeah, I thought that was going to be the way that it is. Uh, but check that video. A lot of people are asking me if it'll eventually show end up on YouTube. Probably. But uh, until we get it off the ground and get it running and have a little community over there, we just want people to go to this stupid TikTok to check it out. And look, you can just go watch my video if you don't want to deal with TikTok, which I don't want to deal with TikTok. But at least, you know, I don't get any money and he's got 10 million followers. But follow that still cracker guy. He's fucking hilarious. Like, he makes very entertaining content. He's great. He really is. I haven't, I, heard an, I haven't heard a bad word about him. Yeah, and I don't want suggestions. A lot of people now are suggesting TikTok accounts for me. I, you know... I'm not into it. Like, I just, whatever the vibe is over there, it doesn't fit with my, like, the Instagram vibe to me is, this is a weird conversation, is way better than the TikTok vibe is yeah. what I would say. Um, so that's up there. It was a lot of fun, and I hope people, uh, I hope people 
check it out. All right, Tor. Wow, have we really been going for 43 minutes? Yeah, I've been thinking about what, what we're going to oh, yeah. hit on the What time is it? Oh, Jesus. Okay, we didn't, okay. We're, we're getting out of... <laughs> Getting down to the zero hour here. I forgot. For people that don't know, the Friday episode, the clock is a little different. And again, I had to open the store that I've been working. And there was a crazy feral homeless person walking around in the middle of the street. I was making sure it wasn't going to attack anybody. It's a whole. I'm a superhero tour. Um, what do we got? What do we got for that? What do we got? Uh, well, we got some options here. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the conversation about uh, a couple new TV shows that we have. Yeah, man. Let's do that, too, because there's going to be new episodes of those shows on uh, Monday. Uh, with Dexter, New Blood, and Yellowstone. Had a chance to catch both of those. Uh, both of them are definitely worth your time. Spoiler alert. So we had a, we had a fun conversation about that. Uh, Tor actually had a, um, a business idea, which started off. Oh, oh, oh dude, I, so, I feel bad for you. Oh, no. Those two guys last night were just, I mean, they were shitting all over. I, I didn't realize this. They think you're cotton soft. I mean, Neil and Monk think that you're a, a millennial fucking douchebag Gen Z. Like, I think they like you, but they they don't think you have, A, any discipline, B, any ability to, to take criticism, or C, any stick to I was shocked. Because I went there, and, I, and they think your idea is shit. Um... I was like, you know, that, what do you guys think of Tor's Chislik idea? Like, I, I think it's kind of cool. And he's like, nobody will eat that shit. Nobody knows what it is. He's soft. He can't work hard. First time somebody leaves a bad Yelp review, he'll quit. And I'm like, wow. Like, that's not the same impression that I have of young Tor. I was blown away, to be honest with you. You might want to reach out because they have, they have very different opinions of you than I thought. And the Monk one's weird because Monk sees how hard you work out at the uh, – the live events. I mean, you're fucking working 12 hours a day out there at those things. I uh, I feel like Elon Musk getting trashed by Neil Armstrong right now. Weird, right? I, this is fucking odd. I, it's, it felt like a barbershop window moment. It felt like the two of them were kicking your ass right through the barbershop this, window to start their own tag team. This is ruin. This is ruining my day. <laughs> this actually shoot. I whatever. Bit or not. Shoot like the idea. I came in. I said. I, I think, think it's this, a great this idea. This is a new meat that I tried that I very much enjoyed, and I said, you know what? I could see the promise in it, and maybe we got to remember it is a show. But at the same time, let's look at let's look at what we're dealing with. It's a good fucking meat. I, uh, I, I think the hook of not knowing what it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're they've got experience, is what I'll say, and they've done what it is you're trying to do. But I was surprised that both of those guys had the very same reaction, and uh, I, I I don't know. I, I feel differently about it now. I feel differently. Because if those are going to be the guys you're going to for information, and they're they're like, you know, think so little of you. I'd also like to say, I, I don't think this would be an easy venture. This is an right. incredible... If they thought I was coming in here saying, oh, I could just start a food truck and right. do this and that. No, I, it's incredibly difficult to run a restaurant and manage that and manage people and get the right food, make sure everything tastes exactly how it should. It's incredibly... It's one of the most... Virtue to have a quality restaurant and run it. It is an everyday business. I understand that. This was just an idea. Now I'm getting. I can't. I'm not getting up off the ground. Well, I'm excited for people to hear the segment here on the show today. But Neil, I think that the 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 picture that Neil painted was that the first time you make a bunch of food, go out to a brewery, and like nobody's at the brewery, like it's a slow day, and then you've made all this food and nobody buys it. He said you'd quit. That that that's kind of the game plan he set out. I I've come in here with. A board that is completely unreceptive, <laughs> gotten just, just the the thunder clapping on on me. Just you know, 
right oh, yeah, when, so, things but, are, when things are going bad here, not only are they not going badly, but you're also getting screamed at yes. <laughs> in front of people. <laughs> Still here. Yeah, you wouldn't be getting screamed at in front of people if you're making chiselic. I will say that. I don't know how many people would get my chiselic on a stick and say, hey, this fucking sucks, bro. Throw it at me. Honestly, <laughs> I was surprised. I really was. And like, I know that it's hard. I know running a food truck is hard. Running a restaurant's hard. You know what it ain't? Roofing in July. I mean, that's a hard fucking job. Right. You know, I mean, let's fucking... Let's, Let's get ourselves together here a little bit. Um, but that segment is uh, coming up here today as well. Um, what else? What else do we have? Uh, just those two. It's going to be a oh, thick, really? It's going to be a thick oh, Friday yeah, show. Oh, yeah. Look at this shit. It is going to be a thick Friday <laughs> show. I forgot. All right. Well, uh, enjoy. We'll be here on the other side. I'd like to wish you a big thank you to everyone who has already sent in videos from our live events this year. It's much appreciated. But if you haven't done so yet, send whatever clips you have to mailbag at chaddukeshow.com or message them to chaddukeshow on Instagram. This holiday season, I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. And I believe all of you should, too, as Black Friday is rolling around the corner and you're wondering, what am I going to do? What am I going to gift somebody? How about you head over to manscaped.com and give somebody the awesome gift of the Lawnmower 4.0. You can also give them their new 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner. Both feature the Manscaped Signature Scent and will help you unlock your confidence this year. Don't scramble around looking for socks or any other clothes or something that somebody might not need. Everybody needs to keep up with their grooming in the winter because, as we know, as guys, it falls by the wayside. And this Black Friday, you're getting 20% off and free shipping with the code DUKES at manscaped.com. And if you're sitting there, you're like, oh, I got a dad. He's all, you know, mangy. He's not doing what he needs to do. Get him a Manscaped or just get him uh, get him a 4.0 trimmer or get him the Weed Whacker, a nose hair trimmer. As we all know, dads get crazy nose hair. So if you're thinking, Pops, why don't you trim it down a bit? Hit him with the Weed Whacker. He will love it and appreciate it. And if you really want to impress him, hit him with the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is something that I use weekly and I love to use. I always heard that when I started growing hair, I would hate the idea and shaving aspect of life. I would hate it. Uh, no, I like it. I like shaving. I like having everything groomed as I need to have it. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code Dukes at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Dukes at manscaped.com. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Hey everyone, if you haven't become a Facebook supporter of The Chad Duke Show or want more information, head to Chad Duke Show on Facebook and click the Supporter Hub tab. It's $5 a month, you'll get access to all the video content from our bonus shows and Friday night hoot nannies. Tor didn't watch either one of these, um, which is fine. I don't know that I asked him to do it. We mentioned it a couple times on the show, but last night I had a chance to watch uh, Dexter New Blood, and I also had a chance to watch the first episode of Yellowstone. Which was way more difficult than you might think, because I believe they show Yellowstone live on the Paramount Network, but to get the DVRs or the replays, you have to be a Paramount Plus subscriber. Um, and even then, we had a free trial going. They wanted us to pay for the episode. So what I ultimately ended up doing was my wife looked at, I think it was fourteen ninety nine for the 10 episodes, and I said, you know what? I don't really need to be a Paramount Plus member. I'm just going to buy this show, and then I don't have to worry about it so uh she purchased the season and uh i watched both of them last night and i had very different thoughts about them first of all dexter's probably at worst my second or third favorite show of all time um i loved it i love um michael c hall as that character i loved all the the, the uh the, the, the cast was tremendous for it i was dubious of this first of all um i read the synopsis and uh 
They've taken him out of Miami. For those of you that don't, I'm sure everyone knows, Dexter's a serial killer, and uh, but he's a, a good serial killer. He only killed other people that killed people, and it was kind of him wrestling with his morality, dealing with this code that his um, stepfather, well, father-in-law, I don't know, adoptive father, had instilled in him where to control his impulses, he basically trained him how to be this serial killer for good so that he could satiate his bloodlust, but then also do some good because he didn't want him going to jail for the rest of his life. And it's seven seasons, and a lot of people didn't like the last couple of seasons, but um, some of the best TV I've ever watched. I, I, I stand by seasons one and four, probably the best two seasons of TV I've ever watched in my life. And um, Michael C. Hall's kind of a weird dude, and he, uh, you know, he talked about and flirted with the idea. He got asked all the time, hey, will you ever go back to being Dexter? Because he's had a nice career, and he's been, he's tread the boards, and I think he's made some music, and he's been in some movies, but... You know, nothing's ever really approached that role, and I, I don't know how it could. So they announced this, but they announced it's going to be in upstate New York, um, which does not feel right. I, I'm going to say that from the jump. It still doesn't. I liked the first episode, but Dexter crunching around in the snow, it almost felt like, and I always say this about the Enterprise in Star Trek movies, but it felt like Miami was a co-star, like the, the vibe down there and the, the color and all the Cuban influence and just him living, having a boat. Like, it just, um, that was a big part of that show. And there's going to be none of that in this show. Now, it starts rather slow, and there's a part in it where Dexter, for every episode, pretty much, I don't know, have you ever watched it? No, it's on my short list of TV shows that I need to watch. Okay, um, a short list. Yeah, the, the high priority Do list. you write it on your penis? Haha, ha. see, it's a short dick joke. It's rather obvious, but I've got to keep at least, you know, you got to get your reps in tour targets. It's all about targets. Yeah. It's going to be high volume targets. Eventually, the plays are going to be made. Um, that one is kind of a warm burner, though. I get, I'll get granted to that to you. He, he has to, so the way that Dexter seasons work is he has an adversary, like a grand adversary that it takes the whole season for him to work out. And then he's got probably 15 guys he kills in the middle of the season. And they present themselves in the show. You're like, oh, he's going to kill that guy. The guy that he's going to kill in the uh, spoiler alert, he kills somebody in this episode because most of the episode is about he hasn't killed anybody for 10 years, which is uh, kind of interesting if you if you left the character where he was. Um, and he, he's wrestling with whether or not he's going to, to do this thing. And there's all these little hints and fucking, you know, intonations that he sees like a butcher knife in a window. And you're like, oh, is he going to buy the butcher knife? And he just adjusts it so it looks better in the window. And like there's all these little like fucking triggers where he's got this satchel full of knives like he had back when he was in Miami. But he's actually just sharpening them for the local butcher. So it's all this shit. They, they, they do a good job. But they, they present the guy that he's going to kill. And you're like, oh, he's killing that motherfucker. Like that guy's dead. And of course, that's it comes to fruition. But they use this, and then the I'm sorry, I should have said spoiler alert at the beginning of this. But um, they use this great gimmick. I thought one of the parts that I loved about the original Dexter is there is um, narration. He narrates the episodes, like he tells you what his thoughts are, like what he's going through, and what it's like to be a psychopath, and mirroring the. Because the one thing they did great in the original one is like Dexter learns how to, you know have sex with a woman, like pretend like he's in love with a woman. Then finally he eventually is like he has human emotions. And it's like this whole deal where he's a psychopath. So he doesn't feel things the same way that other people do and how he kind of wrestles with that and how everybody that he loves eventually dies, which is a main theme of, um, of this first episode of new blood is that everybody that he's ever cared for ends up dead. And, um, 
So he doesn't have the voiceover for the entire episode. I'm like, God damn, man. Like, this just doesn't feel or look like Dexter anymore. And at the very end, spoiler alert, when he sticks the knife into that motherfucker, it comes back. And he's narrating again. You're like, oh, his dark passenger is back. He calls That's what he calls, like, his need to kill people. He calls it his dark passenger. And they did this great gimmick where, um, do you know Jennifer Carpenter is? You've probably seen her. Let me see her. So she plays his sister in the original Dexter, and she's great. She's really great in that role. She's profane. She's kind of over the top, and she's, you know, a nice counterbalance to him. And at the end of the series, she dies in a in a fairly unfortunate way, and uh, he dumps her off the side of a fucking boat, uh, and she just kind of floats down into the water. And it's this um. It was really unsatisfying, I think, to a lot of fans. They really liked her character. And also, they had this very odd story arc where she was finds out that she's in love with her own brother, even though they're not blood-related, and that, that kind of people were weirded out by that. The point being why this is so strange is, during the show, the actor and the actress that played these characters fell in love and got married. And then they got divorced <laughs> during the show. So, met, married, and divorced during the first run of Dexter, right? Yeah. In that show, his father's name is Harry, um, and it's not really his father. His father ends up being, and this is a lot of spoilers, so if you don't want to hear this then and you want to go back and watch it, then don't listen. But while the character is interesting is that Harry is with Dexter this entire time during the show, but you find out he's dead. And so basically, Harry is a voice, a fictitious construct in Dexter's head, telling him, keep to this code that I've established with you. Hey, you're fucking up. Like, when he breaks the code, like, you're going to get caught. Like, you need to come back in here and do this. It's kind of like his moral barometer. And you find out that the reason why he's his father is that Dexter was left in a uh, storage container where, like, there was this horrible chainsaw murdering, and he's covered in blood, and that's how he, you know, became a serial killer to begin with, and Harry kind of saved him from that. In this show... His sister, Deb, yeah. is that voice. She's gotcha. the one that's in his head and, and speaking to him and telling him to stay on the straight and narrow. And there's this really powerful scene where uh, during the course of the first uh, uh, you know, iteration of this show, Dexter has a kid. He has a baby and um, raises that kid. And uh, eventually at the end of the show, sends this kid away with this woman that he was with, who is, by the way, a killer. Um so you don't know what happens to them. Like Dexter sails off his boat wrecks. We think he's dead. We don't know that he's dead. Then he shows up at a lumber camp, and that's the end of the show, series. So in this first episode, his son shows up, and there's this really gripping scene where uh, Deb gets in between them and says, do not tell him you're the father because everybody you love dies because of your dark passenger. And he, she starts listing all the characters from the original series, and then she pulls up her shirt and pulls a bullet out of her stomach and says, you know, I died, which was kind of like a really, I thought, effective storytelling point. Um, and that's inner voice, Deb. Like the, the yeah, but it's the, her. Like, it's yeah, her yeah. walking around. Like, you and I, we can see her through Dexter's eyes, but then they'll do that that gimmick where, like, they'll flip the camera angle and he's sitting there talking to nobody, you know, because yeah, yeah, she's yeah. not really there. Um, they've confirmed that John Lithgow is going to show up in this show. And why that is such a big deal is he played the Trinity Killer, which, again, season four is where Dexter faces off with John Lithgow. He's two massive serial killers, and they kind of have this cat and mouse. Fucking fabulous television. Absolutely fabulous. But that dude kills Dexter's wife. Ooh. So the fact that his son is showing up and Trinity killed Dexter's wife, and we know that Lithgow is reprising that role. And he's dead, by the way. 
spoiler alert, Dexter gets his ass at the end of that fucking episode, but he's got to show up as some sort of like ghostly apparition as well. So they're setting the table for that. So he, at the end of the first episode, he has killed again for the first time in 10 years. His son is back. He's asked his son to move in with him at the house. Now, how he's going to explain that this is Dexter Morgan's son when he's this Jim, whatever his name is, character, I don't know. And his girlfriend is the chief of police, and she's been charged with finding the guy that he just killed. So that's where they leave the end of the first episode, which was where it started and where we ended up. I was like, oh, this is way better than like, because the first 20 minutes is a lot of, this doesn't feel right. You know, this doesn't, although it's good to see, it's just good to see him playing the character again and kind of the music, like the music and the credits is the same as the music as the credits for the the first uh, series. Um, it's it's nice to have another shot at another slice of that world just because I, I enjoyed that show so much and had so much affinity for those characters and so many of them die. Like it just, it's, it's one of those Sopranos or Boardwalk Empire like show where don't, if you care about anybody, don't like, because they're just not going to make it. Um, so I ended up really enjoying it, and I'm and I'm excited for the show, and it felt nice to have it back, even if it's only for I think ten episodes. So is it one of those shows where it just so you got like what would you say three main layers in this first episode of where you think the show could go? It, it, well, yeah, uh, it's a, well, I mean, he's gonna have to have a showdown. So the guy that he killed, his dad is like this big power broker and they set up that he's having this standoff with the people that live in the town they're protesting him and the fact that he's fracking or something or strip mining i don't even know what he's doing so that's going to be the big bad is that dexter kills this guy's douchebag son who's doing a bunch of cocaine and they have this big thing where he comes in and dexter works at a sporting goods store and he's like i want the biggest gun you got bro and i'm not waiting for a background check and dexter's like well you're gonna wait for the background check and so like you know that he's just going to be like the sub boss and, and it leads him into this big confrontation and you know his cover's got to be blown and they've already set up that he's living with the fucking sheriff of the town and it's uh there's plenty of conflict that's going to show up and they've they referenced hannah which is the the chick that's in um what's that uh future war the chris pratt movie it's oh, his, the chick that plays her daughter she's also in a Ham, uh, handmaid's tale She's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. She's just she's just absolutely gorgeous. And they're referencing her in this show. So I don't know if like maybe she's like a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, you know, uh, she comes back and has some sort of role in this. Uh, Dokes was at the fucking premiere. So I don't know if Dokes shows up at some point. I don't know how much of like his old life resurfaces, but at some point his cover is going to be blown and he's going to be running and gunning. And it would not surprise me. I just thought, it wouldn't surprise me if they whacked Dexter this time because I think they're going to be overly influenced by how much people didn't enjoy that last season of the show. So uh, the lady I think you're looking for is Yvonne Strahovski. I don't know how to say her name. She's yeah, she's just yeah. the most beautiful woman walking the earth, and uh, she was Dexter's like love interest that took the kid, and so now we need to find out how the kid got away from her and how he found his way all the way up to upstate New York. Now the last. TV show I think I watched that was based around like killing and serial killers yeah. was uh, The Following with Kevin okay. Bacon. And I liked the first two seasons and then it felt like it got way too not into itself but uh, all the layer it got too layered for me. Like it was, it was too much and you had to remember shit from season one and you had to remember all that stuff. There's a lot of that with this. Dexter's is similar. Yeah but it's it's aesthetically it's very pleasing and like um you know it's not too much I, I don't think it would be too much for you to handle it isn't it isn't a show where you have to watch it like dark or like true detective where you're like 
making yarn lines in between characters and looking up family trees and trying to figure out oh, this character interact with this character in this episode. Like, it's not that deep. It's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, Dexter, your brother was also a serial killer and he's referenced in season four as well. Or, hey, you killed this guy and it's going to come back and haunt you because this guy's now dead and they're going to find evidence that you did that. Um, there's, a, there's a whole pivotal part of the original Dexter where he is setting up a cop. A cop figures out who he is. And then he frames that cop for being the Bay Harbor butcher, who he is. But a lot of it, too, is Dexter's like drives out in his boat with garbage bag civil body parts and he throws them into the fucking Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. And they eventually they find them. They find all the bodies and then he's got to like get himself out of that. And there's just not going to be any of that here because that whole gimmick isn't available you know that modality of kind of fucking advancing you know be, where to hide the bodies is a big part and it looks like he's gonna dig holes in the ice and drop them in there and i just don't know if that works uh, we'll have to see but i liked it i liked it i started off very dubious and it ended up being real good and, and i love that show and it felt good to have it back uh, you're gonna have to bear with me here tor because um probably my second favorite show of all time is yellowstone the first three seasons of yellowstone is just i, I have no shows i don't i don't like shows Tor, I don't, do you watch shows? Do you watch TV shows? No. I don't either. Why don't you watch shows? I watch sports. I watch sports, but I also like movies. Yeah. I think we're like-minded in that. Right. I would rather sit down and invest in a 90-minute to 100-minute movie than have to sit there and be like, I'm going to wait three days, or I'm going to have to binge 10 hours of content. Like, I just don't like the way shows are set up as much as I do movies. Um, and so I just don't have a lot of them. I think Ozark, I watch that when it's on. I think that's coming back. Um, and then these two, I mean, fucking Yellowstone, the first three seasons of Yellowstone are just spectacular. And it's Taylor Sheridan, who, if you don't know who that is, you know who that is, right? I, I've heard the name multiple Sicario. times. Sicario. Okay. Have you seen Sicario? You haven't seen fucking Sicario. Wow. Have you seen Hell or High Water? I have, yeah. You have? Yes. What's it about? It's about uh, two brothers that are... Uh, Bank oh, Robin. Yeah. Okay. And they got the, the ranch er, and the farm. Yeah, yeah, they're trying, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah good movie, right? Yeah, really good movie. He Jeff, writes... Jeff Bridges. Neo or Jeff Bridges is a ten of that movie. He writes neo-westerns. Uh, Wind River is another one he did. Um, he does a lot of... He did that awful um, Angelina Jolie movie that just came out, but I don't I don't hold him where she's like a smoke jumper. It's just, it's just terrible. But I don't blame him for that. Uh, Taylor Sheridan's a genius, um, but he's also like... He raises horses. Uh, he lives in the West, so... Everything that he does is just like he just he he films landscape so well and it stars Kevin Costner is like a fucking I don't want to say mobbed up, but he's like a cattle ranching kind of a criminal, but also he's a cop and he's just got this massive and you just want to move to the Dutton Ranch the entire time. It is so fucking beautiful. This show. Um, at the same time where you, there's just this crazy, like the whole show revolves around Costner and his family own this fucking ranch, uh, that's as big as a state and it's called the Yellowstone and everyone's trying to get a piece of it. The native Americans are trying to get a piece of it. Uh, the local government, there's another people, the group that comes in, wants to build an airstrip there. Everybody wants a piece and they deal with some pretty, uh, rough shit. Like they deal with the plight of the, he, he does a very good job of like depicting the plight of the native American and kind of like. Uh, give, give it a really cold, hard look at that whole relationship, and 
there's some annoying parts in the first season where they're establishing the characters. Like, the characters don't start off as likable as they ultimately become to be. But Jesus fucking Christ, if you like organized crime and you like riding horses and cowboying and fucking the soundtrack, it's just every band that I've ever cared about has song. Whiskey Myers is in the fucking show. Like, Ryan Bingham is a character in the show. It's just, if they if they made a show for Dukes, it would be this show, right? And then there's this, this character, this, this female character named Beth Dutton. Who everyone talks about, there needs to be more female representation. Well, write them the way they write this woman. This this woman is a fucking powerhouse. And it does nothing. It's not like, hey, boys, you better let a lady take over. No, 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 no. I mean, just first of all, she's perfectly cast. Second of all, she's a disaster at times. It's just like a 30-tiered fucking character. And she's got this one pussy brother that keeps backdooring the family and doesn't. She's got the one brother that's like the returning fucking uh, war hero. And then he's estranged from the family. And then there's this guy named Rip. Um who you just you just want to be friends with and he's a monster he just fucking does anything that costner wants he just kills people and throws them off the fucking cliff it's just it's a fucking i can't tell you how excited i am about yellowstone like i just love that show we ripped through the three seasons uh when it went up on peacock for free and i'm really glad i did um and this it took forever it took for covid hit and it's just it's been i don't know how long the, the gap has been but it's been they ended season three on this batshit crazy cliffhanger and again skip this if you i would i would invite everybody listening to go watch all the episodes of yellowstone if you have to buy them buy them i don't get a dollar for this but the end season three tour kevin costner gets gunned down in a fucking drive-by they blow up the office building of his daughter uh they, they kick the door his son is now like the fucking chief cattle officer or whatever they kick the door and they're machine gunning him like just everything is going to shit so the first 20 minutes of this episode chaos just gunfights and fucking rips driving the fucking uh ram with kevin costner's bloody corpse in it to the meet a helicopter to get him to the hospital and beth's walking out of this bomb crater of a fucking building and it's uh she's all burnt to shit because she got blown up and then it culminates with it kevin costner's written in his own blood a description of the car that shot him and so casey his younger son who's the veteran like fucking goes and they're just driving after and they know that this fuck is they're in Montana. They're in the middle of Montana. And there's only you know two or three roads. Sure. And they find this van and they're like, do not engage. There's too many civilians. And he slams into the side of it. And then it's full call of duty. It's just fucking heat. Like they're just running gun machine gun battles like going on in the middle of this. Civilians are getting shot and fucking he kills 100 people. And then he ends up getting shot. It's fucking spectacular, chaotic violence. Um, and it just throws you right back into the middle of that world. And then they do the bit where they, they actually have a prequel coming up, so they, they put a little teaser of that inside the context of the show, so they're introducing you to characters in the show that are going to happen for this prequel that I think is going to be exclusive to the Paramount Network. But um, uh, it's it's like nobody died, really. Uh, Costner gets out of the hospital after, like, months, and it, it's him, like, the doc. It's, it's a lot of funny shtick where the doctors are trying to keep him in bed. He's like, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to walk up these stairs. Like I love shtick like that. Um all of the families kind of like brought together. Like they go through a lot of problems where like this guy is alienated and we hate you and I'm going to kill you. But like they're kind of the nucleus. These three main characters sure. are all there together, um, which I really like. And man, they just have such a great fucking ensemble. Like the the fucking cowboys that work the Yellowstone. There's like uh, there's a black dude that's like fucking super charismatic. There's like this chick that's in love with him that I thought was a lesbian, but she isn't. She talks 
it's like you can't understand a word she's saying she's you bow-legged bastard she like talks like a crazy person there's just nine that i forgot that she was part of it now and that they just put this group of people together like really really well um and they just kind of reintroduce them at the very end of the episode so you don't even really get all of them because there's just so much fucking happening uh what's the name of that cowboy god fucking damn it i follow him on instagram hold on give me one second no problem i Normally, when you're really on into something, it's it's big for the audience and and not as much for the uh, the critics. But looking right now in Rotten Tomatoes, uh, audience score for Yellowstone is 83, and the average tomato meter is sitting at 80. Well, so, I just couldn't imagine. Um, so it seems like everyone's liking it. Yeah, I just don't know what you'd be looking. Well, look, if you're not into westerns, if you're not into like gunfights, if you're not, in, I mean, it's not for everybody, I suppose. But I. Um God damn it, I don't know what his name is. There's a guy that plays, he's kind of like the patriarch of the bunkhouse where he's, he's an older dude and he's just a cowboy's cowboy. And I think that he also is a stunt coordinator where he's done this shit his whole fucking life. And so now that he's in this show, he's kind of just playing himself, you know, and he's just really, really good in that role. And it's just a, a supporting role that isn't even a main fucking character. Um, just Google, yeah, just Google cowboy Yellowstone stunt coordinator see how that comes up and also taylor sheridan it's all his horses like he trains all the horses that are used in this show um the trucks are all real cool the helicopters are all real cool and again the scenery it's just it's it's a supporting character it's so gorgeous in that area where they are uh that it just you can't i, I just find myself googling like, like what could i buy out there <laughs> like what type of property could i buy out there and just live in this area uh it was spectacular um and it was way, way, way more getting right to it than Dexter was. Like it was just, and they're in the they're in the middle of their run, so it's not fair to compare the two. Only that I watched them both on the same night and was just very happy, very happy to have both of those shows back in my life because I just enjoyed them so much. Um, is it Jason Rodriguez? No, it certainly is not. No big deal. Uh, I'll, I'm sure a, a thousand people will uh, email it to me. I follow him on Instagram. I don't know why I didn't just pop right up when I uh, I did that, but um, anyway. Sam Elliott is going to star in the uh, the beginning, the prequel to Yellowstone. Sam Elliott is going to star in that. So I don't know how you get better casting than that. I mean, that's another guy that's a, uh, a person that's living out of time because he's so goddamn perfect in the role. Um, oh, here he is. I got him. Forey J. Smith. Ah. Great follow on Instagram if you want to follow this guy. His name is Forey J. Smith. Uh, he's been like a cowboy stuntman his whole life, uh, and he plays um, he plays a, a really great character in Yellowstone, and he has like his own bourbon, and he just, you know, he lives a life. Like if you could come back and say, I'd like to live some dude's life, you'd probably say this guy. You wouldn't say you or I. I'm, uh, I <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't say I, I've got to be the clam fan or I've got to be big shoot. They wouldn't say that. No, Tor, uh, you got the vid again? What the fuck's wrong with you? No, just a little congestion. Yesterday you couldn't speak, and you said you just had a little frog. Yeah, it's it's all, all right. we're all working through the cycle. That's why I didn't want to touch, get you your sodas today. So it was just a give a fuck. <laughs> it's just like shit. Gives a fucking rat's ass. What are you saying? Uh, hopefully Sam Elliott. Is, it, I mean, this show looks like it's be better built for him than Netflix's The Ranch, which well, it was uh, a comedy, right? Yeah, it, it was, was it with Austin Kutcher. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Danny Masterson for the beginning. I watched the first three seasons uh, because you know I felt the same way of. I want to live on that ranch. I want to be a part of that. I like the big area, but with the Netflix shows, it feels like they're so concerned with 
pop culture references, and I just wanted to hear them talk about the ranch and the issues with the ranch itself and the cattle. Well, then you should fucking watch Yellowstone. I mean, you should, and also the bro dogs will love it. I mean, it's just lots of nudity, lots of fights. They seem pretty stupid, so like, there's a lot of stuff to like draw stupid people in as well. But just the dynamic, and then get to, and to get Costner, like he's such a patriarch in the show, but also like. He's the one of the biggest movie stars. It wouldn't have worked like to get just like a ham and egger in there. It's got to yeah. be him, and then like the tree kind of falls down from him. What are you laughing at? I'm just, I'm thinking it would be a really good uh, bro dog show. I mean, the, yeah. the other one they're thinking about uh, is do it uh, is uh, Succession on okay. HBO Max. So. I've heard good things. I've, I've never watched. I think my my chick enjoys that show. But but Yellowstone is as far as something that is on not a premium network that isn't on like a Showtime or an HBO with those constraints. They do about it. I mean, it drops fuck every three seconds. I mean, it's not like they work. You're gonna want to move. The, and the, the the they have rodeo episodes. You're like, oh man, what if I quit everything right now, and I just went out and I joined the rodeo. Whether you're drinking by the fire, getting ready to send it into Arlington like your boy, or just trying to find an escape from your eight kids. Make sure you check out the Chad Duke Show playlist on Spotify. You just go to chaddukeshow.com slash music for the official link to your new favorite playlist. Friendos, my guy, Joe Azer. Just saw Joe. He actually came out to the shop to get his holiday punch cheer wine, which, of course, we have in stock. Just guy's a mensch. Comes out to all of our events, shops at the shop. He's a part of the community, man. He's been in Northern Virginia, been in business, slinging them homes for 15 years. And look, the difference between 1% and 3% when you're selling your house, astronomical, especially when you're going to get better service from Joe Azer. And you say, Dukes, why does he do it for 2% less on his commission? And he's going to pay for my home warranty too. How does he do it? Well, because he loves it. It's it's his passion. He's got multiple jobs. And this one he does because he loves the process. He can take all the stress out of buying or selling your home. And right now, it's gorgeous out. If you guys saw the weather today, get your house staged right now. Get Joe to come out, take the pictures, take the drone photos, get ready to put it on the market in spring whenever you're ready to sell. He can do all that. He can get you organized. If you want to move to a nicer community, a bigger home, we want to downsize and just, you know, you got a house that can make you a bunch of money right now. He can take care of all that for you. Just ask Ryan and Sherry, who are the solidest of dudes. Listen to the Chad Duke show. They got exactly what they needed working with Joe Azer. Not all agents are equal. Make sure you talk to Joe. He's a mensch. The only sponsor I've had other than Money Monk that has been with me from tape to tape. The guy is just the best. Before you decide which agent you want to work with, call Joe Azer, 571-989-Azer. That's 571-989-2937. Call Joe Azer today and tell him Chad Duke sent you. Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook, turn on your notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. There was an instance that made me question whether I wanted to do radio or not anymore. Really? Yeah. During the trip? Yep. Or just knowing you had to come back here and do this? No, during the trip. <laughs> okay. It was a life-changing event. Uh, it was, uh, I had Chislik for the first time. Chislik. Now, Chislik is either deer, lamb, or pheasant. It's a game meat. Okay. But and you don't know which? It, it could be either. All of them. Uh, they could, it could be in different forms of these uh, special meats. Okay. And then you, uh, you put it in the fryer, not breaded, but just uh, fried up meat so it's nice and hot, and you season it the hell up with your, your garlic salt, your whatever it is, your peppers, whatever you need and it looks like burnt ends okay but when it's hot it's the best drunk food i think i've ever oh, had in my okay life. all right so you didn't want to be in radio because you just want to eat chislic 
I want to start up a Chislik pop up, and I wanted I want okay. I want you to go in on it with me. We can. Oh, you. This is your pitch. I also pitched it to Monk. I think all three of us. <laughs> You pitched it to Monk before me? I called him up. That's why I called him. I actually called Monk after you because uh, you so were working sad. at the store on Saturday. Very, yeah, we had a very busy day. <laughs> so that was what the call was for, is you wanted to start a Chislik pop-up? I think in Arlington, if we were to start a pop-up, doesn't need to be a big they're, store. They're not going to go for wild game, bro. Uh, you got it. They're, it's, they're, but I'm not telling you your demographics. You, you got it in the wrong spot. It's just hot cubed meat. Season I'm with you, season. but Arlington's all about... Pho and fucking meatless impossible, you know, infinity burgers or whatever. You really think that's the place you want to? I mean, that's also very expensive down there, too. I think that, what what does it take for a normal small, small business to break even? Three years? I think that's, that's I think what, that's what they say. Yeah. I think we're breaking I, I, even I, after two. I don't know if I'm going to fucking inv- be willing to invest three years to in Chislik. Um, but a pop-up also is not three years. So you, so you want to open a restaurant. Yes, yes. It, it doesn't have to be a big, not expecting to franchise out. But it, it Chislik apparently is a South Dakota only type. You go there, that's what you're supposed to get. Okay. And then I went I'm there. I'm glad you did that. The local fare is important. You didn't. You did the exact opposite of what Ant-Man did in Chicago, which is always important. Yes, I try my best to when I go somewhere to try whatever it is that's best in that area. What if it's blowjobs? <laughs> like, do you just go just start giving them out as quickly as possible if that's what that area is known for? <laughs> like, if you're in the point in fucking Baltimore? I don't think so. Okay, fair think, enough. I think I would stray away from that. I just don't know how far this, this policy extended. Um... But, okay, there's also zero familiarity with the marketplace. That's another problem you're going to have is that you have to explain to absolutely everybody what it is. And sometimes people are a little weirded out with their food if they have no idea what it is. I don't think I would call it a Chislik place. I think I would just call it hot meat. Hot. That's disgusting. That sounds like a fucking porno studio is what that sounds like. Hot meat? I mean, what else? All right. So I just sent you a picture just now of, of the Chislik. Is it a dick pic? No, it's, it's, of, the, it's of the meat. Okay, let me take a look. And I, I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, this, uh, goat makes these. I mean, this is what goat makes when he comes over to the house. Is that he he takes a little like pork pork loin and he fries it up and then he puts dizzy pig on top of it. That's what he makes. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I look. I, I love the idea. I don't think um, first. Okay, well, let me ask you this in this business plan. What are you bringing to the table? Because I assume you want me and Monk to pay for it, and I and I would also would assume that Monk is going to be the one that's responsible for making the chislick. Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'd am i just be running the day-to-day operations of so it. So you would work in the shop? Yeah, I'd well, quit all this, and I, I'd go and do Chislik on the side. You'd be, or, the, or, no, you'd be, be the Chislik guy? Yeah, that'd be me. So now i got to find a new producer because you're doing Chislik all day? Yeah. And I don't know if this is working out for me so far. <laughs> I'm out a bunch of money. I don't necessarily think the product's going to work, and i got to hire a new producer. Um, okay, uh, when, when, what's your time frame? I'd say quarter two of next year. We got so we got one. That's that's what I'm quarter thinking. two. Yeah. So you're opening in the spring slash summer. Yes. Right before all the bars get going, everyone wants wants their meats, and then they say, "Oh, this is pretty good, but it'll be better in the winter." And then winter time, we get all the. You think when it's eighty, going. it's gonna be ninety degrees, hundred percent humidity? People are going to a big envelope filled with stuffed meat or hot meat. Well, we're just brainstorming here. Okay, you know, this is the brainstorming I'm trying, session. I'm okay. To some stuff off I hear here. what you're saying. I like it. I like it. This is where, and this is the canvas to paint on. I I, I would totally agree. Um, okay, so you're working the Chislik place. Yeah. Do you, do you know anything about running a restaurant? Uh, very little, but I, I have worked in a kitchen before, and I, I do understand that that operation. But it, okay. it, it's not like we're going to be selling like anything else. It's How just, about a food truck? This sounds more like a food truck to me than it does a fucking uh, a, st- a standalone joint. I don't know. I don't know how how well I'd be able to maneuver within a truck. It'd be difficult. We'd have to get very vaulted ceilings. We'd have to get that truck that they had the fire sale in and fucking uh, live free die hard. I mean, it'd have to be a massive fucking. 
a tractor trailer. I mean, the first tractor trailer food truck, I think, in the history of mankind. Like an eastbound and down type situation, loaded up and trucking. We're going to do what chisel it can't be done. Um, yeah, okay, we'd have to look into that. Uh, it'd be difficult. Maybe overpasses would be tough to navigate under. But we do have, like, Monk's not a small guy. And, you know, we're going to... Neil Papalakalaka is not a small guy. He ran a fucking food truck for many years. I just think you have some resources there also you could look into, and then you're not tied down. And we also have breweries that we're familiar with, so then you could roll up and actually have built-in customers. You're not trying to build the base around where you are. Um, and then you can also do it on weekends so that you could, if you wanted to keep, like, it doesn't sound like the show is going to be a part of this, but if you want to <laughs> keep yourself affiliated with the show, and that way the show could also help promote it. Uh, that just seems like a more practical way to do this. You see, I like where your head's at because right. now we can start going. Maybe I just work. I, you know, I go and do this truck for you do a Thursday, year, a year and a Friday, <laughs> Saturday, Sunday. You got to quit your other job. Are you going to quit your other job? I would have to. Okay, um, that's a big deal. Well, I mean, maybe you can keep like one day a week there. <laughs> you think they allow you to keep one day a week? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, you just. I mean, the problem is there's so many guys whose backs you have to rub. Like, like if you if you're going to be a masseuse. Especially the type of masseuse you are. Like, um, it's all about repetition, getting the reps in. Um, okay, well, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, I think that we need a few more details, especially I would assume I'm going to be on the – how much are you looking for me from an investment, would you say? Well, I'm going to go – I'm going to talk to my money guy and see what he would recommend. Your dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look, if you're serious, I love the idea of a food truck, and I love the idea of running it and uh, – I have a lot of respect for people that work in the, in, the, in the industry like that. That's how Monk started. Like, his food truck did so well that he built a, a nice place, and now he's fucking cranking. So at least there's a there's a path there. And you have more resources, I would say, than most 24-year-olds. 20, what are you, 23? 23, yeah. Most 23-year-olds would have because of everybody surrounding the show. That's why, you know, I'd miss you. But I, what I'd like to say, I think we'd be able to continue. But for your sake, I don't think quitting the show is the best <laughs> idea if you're trying to do something like this. Do you think it's just, you know, let it grow slowly on the side and then just have that be the, the side I, gig? I think you can prep before, like, if you are going out to a place, you can prep all your, you see, I don't think you're serious. You're laughing a lot right now. Are you serious? I don't want to sit here and have a serious conversation if this is a bit. This was definitely, a, I said, when, when I first had it, I said, right. this is going to change my life. This, this so meat the, that I just had. So the meal itself was such a moment for you, an epiphany. Lightning had just struck your brain. that, that it, it caused this revelation. Yeah, and I think maybe, you know, it was definitely inebriated at that time. I rolled up to the tailgate at about 10 a.m., started drinking 10, 15, and then uh, I think I had the chislick around noon. I have had many genius business ideas hammered drunk in a parking lot before, so I've been there. But I got to say, I don't hate this idea. Usually when you have ideas, I really get sad for the rest of the day, but um, <laughs> this one's not bad. And I think a lot of people would want to not only help, but I think they would come out. Now, what I think pushed me there was they had a concoction. I know you're probably, you know, very familiar with this. They called it apple pie. Uh, I'm familiar with apple pie, yes. Yeah. I'm the, a fan of that product. The, uh, you know, it's in the bottle, and then you pass it around sure. to the cinnamon sticks. And, well, it's moonshine, right? Uh, it, it just, that's what they, they didn't even say what it was. Uh, they said it was uh, It's a type of Everclear. It, it's a, okay, all right. Fair, well, that's 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 moonshine. Yeah. So it's like, if, that's probably 180 proof, and then you, or maybe even 200 proof, and then you cut that with a bunch of shit, and that's how you make it into apple pie. Right. Yeah, but that gets you really fucked up really quick, I would I would have to say. After gauging how fucked up everybody else was getting, I said, I just, I'm just going to take one little yeah, pill. Yeah, I just, to me, I don't, I've never gotten the let's get blackout before we go into the football game because you're just not going to make it. No. You're not going to make it through a four-hour game. 
the Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the shop tab on chaddukeshow.com for show t-shirts and koozies. I feel badly for my uh, my young Padawan over here. Uh, Tor is still... Uh, well, you heard the headwaters of uh, the segment that we were just discussing before uh, we played those for you. And you're still... I can still see you reeling from those comments uh, from Neil and Monk. My dad was my coach for like 12 years in all sports. I'm thinking about it. No one can hurt me. That, 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 no one could say how More than your father. poorly I've done in something. Then after I I don't know struck out three times and had two errors at first. Oh Jesus! There, there's nothing. That, Is there a that video can, of that? Ah, I'd love to break down that film. No. <laughs> Give me the all twenty-two on that. I gave up like I think three sacks in a spring game. Jesus! And then the uncomfortability of him coming up and watching that. Can you line up backwards and stop the guy better than that? Ah, he was that was a good dude. That he was, was he was he was he was twitchy. I was good against the big. Was it Khalil guy. Mack? No, it was. It was, it was one of the twitchier, shorter guys, so I he was able like to get that. under. I can't yeah, bend. That's, that's My tough. knees weren't good to bend at. Anyway. There's a lot of there's a lot of mass down there yeah, for you but, to move around. I get it. But, but regardless, the 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 pressure and criticism. It, uh, I don't also this level of criticism from just an idea, you know, from just something that you were excited about, and the monk seemed irritated that you called him from the stadium too. I was excited about it. I said, it's a new meat. Monk likes meats. I'm going to call Monk. We could talk about Chislik. Maybe he likes it. Yeah, but you know what he likes to talk about now. He likes to talk about his diet and his weight loss and his uh, holes in his gums. And he doesn't like to drink. And he doesn't eat red meat. And he talks about how he's a pescatarian. I mean, he's a different type of cat. I think the, the front of the business, you know, I'm the face of this huge barbecue restaurant of Percival guy, is not the guy he is in real life anymore. I think he was highly offended that you like meat. I... At least it seemed like it to me. This is a critical blow to I, I, maybe my self-esteem, I'd say. I would agree, and, it, and it's going to be difficult to walk off, and I hope those guys, um, you know I, you know what I call them? The dream crushers. If they, were a ta- if they were a tag team putting you through that window, I would call them the crushers of dreams. You called it from the, from the jump of this show. What's you that? You said, great, Monk, great guy, great guy. He's not in my top five nicest. Oh, no. He's done. He's done nothing but ge- generous things for me and my family guy. and the show. What about the show? What about when he brought over like a thousand dollars of the barbecue Incredibly to your house? Incredibly generous. So, he, but this is enough to knock him from the top five. He wouldn't fish with me. Oh, I forgot about that. And now he is destroying my dreams. <laughs> I love him to that. If he it, just would have fished at you, you'd probably feel differently, though, right? Probably. <laughs> Monk man's gonna come down. He bought a big bucket of night crawlers. We're going to sit on the beach all night. Probably turn the lights off. <laughs> Monkey's coming down. I forgot about that bit. Oh, he's trying to get out of coming down to the beach in November, too. All he does is go to the Outer Banks. He's trying to uh, finagle his way out of that also. I love Monk. He is the presenting sponsor of the uh, Fortress of Solitudes. I got nothing bad to say about you, Monk. You're in my top five nicest guys. My family's getting the Monk Thanksgiving turkey spread. My dad's heading out Thursday morning to go and pick wow. that shit. He's getting the ham. He's getting the, he's getting it all. Is he paying for it? Yeah, he's paying for all it. All right. That's yeah. a big deal for you I guys to pay for this. I didn't send out a text no, or nothing. No, no, you can't send out for that. Not for that. Of course you got to get that for Thanksgiving. Why would you Why would you make a turkey? You're not going to make a turkey as good as what they're making out there. That's what he said. My dad's like, yeah, well, we'll look into this. We'll do this. You get like, that prime okay, rib? Great. Yeah. You get I, the prime rib? I, don't, I think. I don't know. I'll, I'll follow up. But, you better but find out. It's, it, it's going to be a monk Thanksgiving, and all I'm going to be doing is looking at my plate thinking, this guy doesn't believe in me. He doesn't have any faith in your ability to run a chiselic truck, <laughs> which is a very strange term, by the way. 
Oh, what a Friday show. It feels good to be back, Tor. Maybe I should leave you at least a minute or two to edit this episode together. My God. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, uh, go ahead and check out ChadDukeShow.com. You can subscribe. It is, uh, it's really cheap considering how much content we give you. I feel very confident saying that. And if you feel so... Uh, feel so inclined to help out the program why don't you visit us on instagram and facebook it is at chad duke show give us a like follows are great but please give us a like we went through that this week as well uh, we got all types of fun content up there all right tor sorry your dreams have been shattered but thank you for a good week of show and thank you for this new friend of this new bacteria and virus that i have with me i have a new uh i have a new ride-along buddy in the sidecar because of you again my sincerest apologies about that. All right. White blood cells need some fucking reps, too. They got to get their pump also. By the way, how many pumps do you think I got this week? Oh, it's about the same as me. Next week, going hard. We got to go back in. We got to get that pump, God damn it. Yo, Busties, where's my pump tank? I get the pump tank. I guarantee I'll be right back at that gym. All right. The good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise. We'll see you guys on Monday for a brand new episode of the Chad Duke Show. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. That is a little delayed, but we're certainly heartfelt. And roll out the trash cans. You know what I always say? Time to the defense of you. Ta-da to fucking you.